Welcome to The Tint, a podcast for dedicated lovers of the uh, natural aquarium and all sorts of other unusual aquariums. I'm your host, Scott Fellman. Thanks for stopping by. Just wanted to, first of all, thank everybody for really uh, making this a lot of fun and, and supporting my uh, my first venture into the podcasting world. And uh, it's been quite rewarding. We've gotten a lot of, a lot of new uh, listeners, a lot of ideas, and a lot of good feedback. So thanks a lot. And keep those suggestions coming and always appreciate your support. Today, I want to talk about uh, sort of a philosophy thing again, but uh, it's something that, although it seems a little deep, you might want to give it some consideration with regards to what we do with our aquariums. With our aquarium work, we tend to marry art, science, and yeah, philosophy. It's an important mix, really. In its most simplistic and literal form, the Japanese philosophy of what's called wabi-sabi is an acceptance and contemplation of the imperfection the constant flux, and the impermanence of all things. Now, this philosophy had been embraced in aquascaping circles by none other than the late, great Takashi Amano, who proffered that a planted aquarium aquascape is in constant flux, and that one needs to contemplate, embrace, and enjoy the what he called the sweet sadness of the transience of life. It's fascinating, and it's pretty meaningful, in my opinion. Now, many of his greatest works embraced this philosophy and evolve over time as you know various plants would emerge, thrive, spread, and decline. They'd sort of rework and reconfigure the aquascape with minimal human intervention. Now, each phase of the aquascape's existence brought about a new beauty and a new aesthetic and joy to those who would observe them. That philosophy of meeting nature where it is is the perfect encapsulation of what happens in an aquarium, specifically the botanical style systems that we love. If someone pressed me to name the single most important thing you need to understand and embrace to be successful when working in our little arena, that concept would be it. That and patience. But let's get back to this concept. Yet in today's, you know, contest, scape-driven, break down the tank after the show ends world, the philosophy of appreciating change by nature over time seems to have been tossed aside as we move on to the next scape. You know, the emphasis has been placed on the production of a product or a finished work in a relatively short period of time versus allowing something to evolve. And yeah, the three-month pre-contest period before you you know, take pics and submit is not allowing your tank to evolve. It's just the start. It goes for any tank, in my opinion. These things take time. They take patience. They take observation and appreciation. Changes caused by nature are often subtle, maybe even barely perceptible, but they're happening. We need to train ourselves to be attuned to them. When we use natural materials in our aquatic hardscapes, such as leaves and softer botanicals, which start to degrade after just a few weeks submerged, you can really understand the practicalities of this philosophy. It could be argued that the use of botanicals in an aquarium and embracing the progression by which they break down is the very essence of what wabi-sabi is all about. I love that the mainstream aquarium world is looking at this stuff a little more seriously. However, with hobbyists worldwide getting interested in blackwater botanical-style aquariums and more and more aquatic vendors starting to offer a botanical section on their website, I think we have to ask ourselves, why are we doing this? Is it because it's suddenly cool? Because it's a way to have a hip and trendy looking tank? Is it because somebody told us to do it? Or is it perhaps something else? Are we as a hobby underestimating that this type of tank goes way, way beyond the typical purely aesthetic driven scapes that have been the thing for the last couple of decades? The functional aesthetic concept that we embrace here is really the cornerstone of this movement, if you will, in the hobby. It starts with the way we configure our aquascapes, how we set them up to follow nature's course rather than fight it. I've always felt that in a botanical style aquarium, a hardscape should have some more or less permanent materials like driftwood, 
complemented by some of the more durable botanicals like Carinianapods pods or Starculia pods, and enhanced by more degradable items such as the softer seed pods and complemented by the use of leaves, which are perhaps the most ephemeral, ephemeral, boy, I tripped over that, the most ephemeral component of the botanical style aquarium, and they need replenishment over time. Now, as we know, natural botanical materials not only offer a very unique aesthetic look, they offer a literal enrichment of the aquatic habitat through the release of tannins, humic substances, vitamins, etc. as they break down, just like they do in nature. That's a pretty amazing thing. Now, much like flowers in a garden, leaves will have a period of time where they're in all their glory, followed by a gradual yet inevitable encroachment of biological decay. At this phase, you may opt to leave them in uh, and to enrich the environment further and providing food for fungi, bacteria, and other fauna and offer a sort of different aesthetic, or you can remove them and replace them with fresh leaves and botanicals. This very much replicates the processes which occur in nature, doesn't it? You know, stuff falling into a, a body of water, decomposing, more stuff falling in to replenish it, it being consumed by uh, fishes and other microorganisms and uh, other crustaceans and other microorganisms, etc., etc., down the line till it's mineralized. Now, with the publishing of the photos and videos of leaf influence scapes in the past few years, there's been a lot more interest and a lot more questions by hobbyists who have not really considered these things in an aquascape before. This is really cool to me because new people with new ideas and approaches are actively experimenting with the stuff and it's really exciting and perhaps most important of all we're looking at nature as never before we're celebrating the real diversity and the real appearance of natural habitats as they really are now some hobbyists have com- you know commented that as their leaves and botanicals break down and the scape is initially presented changes significantly over time that they've noticed a difference well, yeah, whether they know it or not, they're grasping wabi-sabi. Well, sort of. You have to appreciate the beauty at various phases to really grasp the concept and to appreciate it. To find those little vignettes, those little moments of fleeting beauty that need not be permanent to enjoy. And of course, there's always some people who just don't get it and proffer that this is simply sloppy, not thought out, and seemingly random, and uh, just a, an overall sloppy approach to aquarium keeping. <laughs> I vividly recall one critic, I use that in quotes, on a Facebook forum who, when observing a botanical-style aquarium created by another uh, hobbyist, he, told, he commented that the scape looked like someone just threw in some pods and leaves in a random fashion. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, the guy actually did superficially describe the aesthetic to a certain, although very unsophisticated, degree. But he couldn't get past the superficial assessment of the look, which was in conflict with his personal taste. And therefore, he had to conclude that it was haphazard, sloppy, and not thought out. And I kept thinking, had he ever actually been to or seen pictures of a real aquatic habitat in the wild? I couldn't help but wonder. The lack of ability to get out of his headspace, that natural, often equals sloppy, poorly thought out, and unsophisticated, it just doesn't make sense to me. Ouch. He couldn't get that out of his head. But on the other hand, that sort of random, almost deconstructed look was and is the charm and the beauty of the tank in question and other botanical style aquariums. That seemingly transient nature of this type of aquarium with the leaves deposited as in nature by currents, tidal flows, etc. and settling in unlikely areas within the hardscape is what makes it so beautiful. Now I get it. I hear they say this all the time. Not everyone likes nor appreciates this or understands it. And that's perfectly fine. Not everyone finds brown water decomposing leaves, biofilms and detritus beautiful. A lot of Aquarius, you know, just shrug. Some even laugh. Some love to criticize. 
Now, it's not the best way to run a tank, it's just a way. And I find myself laughing quite often at the, the, the bonsai moss trees that are glued together from pieces of various spider wood and other types of wood. And, uh, you know, people put moss on them and somehow call this art and everybody raves because they put it on top of a, a rock. And I guess it's beautiful to them, but to me, that's just as awkward. Now, again, I sound kind of petty there and I was, but let's look at it from an from a objective standpoint. What we do here is certainly not the best way to run a tank. It's just a way. Now, I get it. Some people want rules. They want order. They want guidelines from experts. We don't offer any rules. We can only offer an assessment of what nature does to an aquarium when it's set up a certain way. We can only point out that the way nature looks and we can study how it functions and maybe perhaps offer some hints on how to embrace the processes which nature utilizes. There's no real rules when creating a blackwater or botanical style aquarium other than the biological aspects of decomposition and water chemistry, which are the real factors that dictate just how your aquascape will ultimately evolve. The rules are those laid down by nature over eons. And accepting this inevitable change and this imperfection is the very essence and the beauty of the wabi-sabi principle, in my humble opinion. It's about observation. It's about dedication, imagination, individuality, and the mindset of meeting nature where it is. Hope I provoked a little bit of thought for you today. Hope you've enjoyed this, and I hope it maybe opens up your mind to how beautiful nature really is when we don't edit it. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman, hoping that you'll stay engaged, stay focused, stay excited, stay open-minded, and always stay wet. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.